This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Catherine Tang, a powerful woman that will teach you about living your life with no regrets. You see, she made a significant life trade-off to stop living everyone else's plan and live her own. Catherine went from a glamorous surgeon's wife to a single parent, owning her own firm now as a business and trademark attorney. Join me in celebrating this amazing and inspirational everyday leader who made that one decision that changed her life forever. Start your personal growth journey today. Learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com, where you can register for classes to develop your own leadership strategies. Or gather with us each morning for our leadership devotionals. You can also invest in yourself with personal life coaching. Remember, you can still help us fill the Airstream Mobile Studio with shoes and backpacks. We're supporting Olivia Russo Hood's Save the Earth Project and our own Hoosier Foster Care Agencies. Go to everydayleaders.com for our schedule of local collection sites and dates. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, attorney and trademark, business attorney, Catherine Tang. Thank you for being an everyday leader and being on the show today. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I know we talked a little bit before this show uh, was recorded, and there are many people that come on here and say the same thing you did. I haven't ever done a personal podcast before. I've interviewed for business and all kinds of things. And this is a little bit different because it really gets into our character and how we have designed our life to be stronger leaders and build confidence that also inspires other people around us in the world. So I really thank you for getting a little bit out of your comfort zone and going on this journey with me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's amazing. We connected. I like to take people back a little bit. So uh, there are many forums on Facebook, and one of those that we are involved in is Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs. And several weeks ago, you had made a post, and I really deeply connected to it because you talked about your personal journey and the things that you had overcome. And this show is really about how to help people overcome obstacles in their daily life. Mm-hmm. And, and so not to get everything out on the table, but I really want people to connect to you, Catherine, in the confidence that you've been able to build throughout your lifetime and, and taking us back to what you believed about yourself when you were just growing up, you know, the beliefs that were instilled in you, and then, and then how you started to realize that you had that confidence within yourself to make some decisions 
to lead your life in a successful way? Because you've accomplished so many things. But I think it starts with, you know, how we were um, designed or what influenced when we were um, growing up in our foundational years. Uh, So for me growing up, I think that, you know, I always did well in school and my my parents and people around me told me that I was smart, but they never told me that I could accomplish the things that I wanted to on my own um, because I was female. Um, I feel like people always pushed me to just marry well. And they tell you to follow a path in life, go to school, go to college, get married, have a baby. And I never questioned this growing up, I guess. Um, I thought getting married and having kids was just something that you did. So um, when I was finishing up college, I had met my husband, then boyfriend, and I was supposed to move to NYU to go to law school, which had always been my dream. Uh, But my husband was a physician. He was a plastic surgeon in LA and his practice was established there. And I had to choose between my own career or to settle down and get married with him, someone that would make my family really happy. Uh, So I decided to stay in California, get married, have kids, and put my dreams on hold. Um, And that entire time, I had two children about 19 months apart. I was a stay-at-home mom. I was uh, helping my husband with his business and, you know, didn't really have that many worries in life, but, and I thought I had done everything that society told me to do and everything that my family wanted me to do and everything to make them happy, but I was personally miserable. Um, And so I, you know, it took me several years, um, a fear of like jumping into the unknown to finally just realize I didn't want to go through this and for the next 10, 20 years until my kids were out of the house and wake up and be 50 years old and realize that I wasted my entire life being unhappy mm-hmm. or sacrificing for the children. So I was halfway through law school at the time. My kids were about four and two, around there, three or four. Um, And I decided, like, look, I've been just taking care of the kids. I was working, interning at a law firm, uh, studying for school. And I was just so busy and so unhappy and so stressed all the time that Um, I told my husband, like, look, I need a break. Um, It's been four years since I've had any time to myself, Mm -hmm. and I need to go and take a vacation. Uh, So I went, and I went to Thailand to visit a friend. I think it was like a 10-day trip, and I just loved it. Um, And so after that trip, I decided to tell my husband, like, look, I want a divorce. I'm not going to go after half of everything that I'm entitled to. Like, I'm not interested in the money. Just give me the divorce and the kids and let me move to Thailand. (laughs) And he surprisingly said, okay. Wow. So I moved to Thailand, um, not knowing like what I would do really. 
I just, I thought like I'd take the kids around and travel a bit because we had never been to Southeast Asia. Um, but everything was so easy in Thailand. Like to get a condo, you don't need a lease. You don't do a credit check. You just give them a deposit and you get this beautiful condo that's fully furnished and nicely decorated with a gorgeous view of the city, um, two pools and a library and two gyms and a movie theater and, and mm. all this. Um, you know, we got a live-in nanny the next day and, um, it, it was just so nice to have a change in lifestyle, mm -hmm. uh, that I ended up staying here for quite a while, I ended up, um, so this entire, like the last three years of my life has been completely just like, I had no idea what would happen, no idea where it was going. And it's just somehow worked its way out. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that happened was, um, I had submitted my resume to this firm that I kept seeing popping up. And I thought to myself, like, oh, this must be a big firm. They have so many employees, but I wasn't familiar with law in Asia at all. So I just sent them my resume and I said, hey, um, you know, I'm American. Let me know if you need any help. And they ended up calling me in for an interview and hiring me on the spot. And they turned out to be one of the largest international corporate firms in Asia. Wow. So I started working with them. Um, I learned a lot about international law and the way that business is done outside of the U.S. and a lot about laws in general. Um, but at this time, I was still, you know, I was going to school, doing my work remotely. I had to fly back in for major tests. And by the time I had graduated and passed the bar, they said, like, okay, that was great. Like, we had a very flexible schedule with you, but now it's time to work full time as a first year associate with us. Mm -hmm. So they made me an offer. And I realized I would never see my kids if I took this offer. So I, um, I thought about it and my end goal through, through like my entire law school career was to eventually have my own firm. So I just decided to reject the offer and start my own firm from abroad. Oh my gosh. Um, now, now stop. I got to ask you, you know, you have, <laughs> now you have gone through many steps of challenges that most people would say, there is absolutely no way that I would be able to do that. So first of all, let's go back to when you decided to separate and, and even have the courage to say, I want this to be different. Like I'm so comfortable. You had everything at your disposal. You had a very comfortable lifestyle, but you just absolutely were not able to step into that. You did not, that wasn't your journey. And you felt that, but you also wanted to make sure you could protect your kids and have the things that you really needed in your life to be happy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this are going to say, that's me. That's how I feel. I can't, I can't do this. I don't know what to do next. How did you step into that? And did you write yourself a letter? Were you journaling? Did you talk to friends? What, what was the process that you went to to even get through that step? Do you mean to make the decision to leave? Yes. I mean, or, that's that's just thinking about all the things that, that were going to take place next. You know, what if the response hadn't been, okay, that's fine, <laughs> right? How did you think through that? Because 
that's all you know as a mother and a uh, and someone that's stretching themselves to say I need something different there's something in my soul that says I have to have something more you know because right. you were living to the standards of what everybody else saw that was perfect and so right. why why would you want something different right and and that's what many of us struggle with either whether it's a relationship or whether it's career um, so many people go through this and say, how did you have the courage to, to decide that you were worth something else? You know, it took several years for me to make that decision. Mm-hmm. I would say at least three or four years of just being unhappy. But then like, you know, it, when you're in a bad relationship, it's not always unhappy. There's usually up and ups and downs. And you kind of try to justify for the bad times by, you know, just focusing on the good and forgetting about the bad times during those periods. Um, But I think for me, it was that my kids were getting a little bit older and I didn't want them to look at my relationship as a model for what relationships should be like. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge factor. And like I said, I didn't want to wake up and be 50 years old or have spent the best years of my life just being really unhappy. And I felt like I was living a lie. From the outside looking in, my life looked great. You know, you have a plastic surgeon husband, a mom who's about to be a lawyer, two kids, big house, nice cars. Um, you know, we we're surrounded by success and, um, I don't know, celebrities and all sorts of things. Um, and I realized that even though my friends were also in similar situations, very few of them were really happy. Um, And I I don't know if that's how everyone is, or I don't know if that was my particular circle, but I just realized like I would rather live under a bridge and be homeless than have all this money and material things and be completely miserable and feel like I have no control over my own life. Mm -hmm. That is so important. There are so many people right now, I guarantee that, are listening, thinking, how do I make that change? You know, how do I step into something that I really see my life being different where I can have control over that? And because many people just live in that misery. And, and what I've learned through leadership training is, you know, we project what we feel we are. And so we have to start believing in ourselves and saying, like you did, maybe it took several years but understanding that first step is to what you can do to continue to create mm-hmm. that environment and those those strategies to say, if I'm going to make it look different, I've got to take that first step and start believing yeah. that it can look different, right? Yeah. I'm really proud I of you. Think... I'm really proud of you. I just want you to know that because I know that this is, um, you know, this isn't even halfway over (laughs) like you're continuing to stretch and learn and grow and and then you know getting into law school and saying I am I'm going to pursue what my dream is because I've always had this dream so yeah yeah and it's been a wild free uh wild few years um but I think that the message that I would give to other people is that if you're truly unhappy, you only have this one life and you should just go for it. It's not going to be easy at all. Like there were times where I was like, what have I done? I need to like run back and, you know, 
tell them that this is all a mistake and I can't do this. I, I like, I've had so many of those moments, but, uh, after three years now, like I am just so grateful. Um, I, I mean, I can't even express how empowered I feel, I guess, um, being able to wake up every day, like do whatever I want to do and make my own decisions. And, you know, now I have a business that I can completely support myself and my kids. And it's just a place that I was never told that I could even do on my own. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Because for a lot of women and men that are listening to this to say, you know, I am in a corporate environment, but I have a dream of having my own company. And in today's age, right, we say, well, how do you do that? How do you start it? And you as an attorney, and uh, especially in trademarking, there are so many things that as people are thinking about creative ways now, right, with all the coronavirus that's going on, and we're working remotely, and we're having to strategize our lives completely differently. So if they have an idea, Mm -hmm. and for you, you know, to step into, I could work here, or I could do this and structure it the way I really see it, where you're not going to say in five more years, gosh, I wish I would have, right? Right. <laughs> so right. You, you took that time to set it up appropriately in the beginning, how you continued to, to envision what you wanted that to look like. And so that's yeah. a gift that you have, Catherine, because many people would say, well, I've already struggled. I've gone through all this, you know, trauma and I'm trying to get my life back to normal. So I'm just going to take something that's more stable so that I can mm-hmm. just start putting other things back in place. And you chose yeah. to stretch again. <laughs> yes. I mean, for me, it was not a choice. Like first year associate hours are like you're there early in the morning and you it's not like you get off work at six o'clock. You work until you're done with work and that could take all night. Um, and also because I'm international, they have had me flying to different countries all the time, probably every single week. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine, like I already, I went from being a full-time stay-at-home mom with my kids all of the time, barely wanting to put them into daycare, into having to work and juggle everything that's going on in life and take care of them. Um, and I just wanted to be around for my kids. Mm-hmm. So it's just something that I felt like I had to do. Mm-hmm. And And now I work really hard. Like I do work very long hours sometimes because of the time difference. A lot of when I'm eight, when I'm in Asia, I need to wake up at four o'clock for a conference call. Or usually my calls start at five o'clock with clients or I stay up late at night um, for 11, 12 o'clock. And I work 16 hour days, but I get to be here when my kids are home from school. You know, I get to have dinner with them and read them bedtime stories. And then once they go to bed, I work for another five hours. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy having that flexibility. I think it's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are trade-offs that a lot of people would say, well, can I do that, you know, consistently? Can I continue to do that? Or do I just do it for, you know, for now, thinking that it's going to be different in a month or two months or three months but I think it becomes a lifestyle. You know, you have decided to make these mm-hmm. choices so that it equips you to be a stronger parent so that you can also be happy in, in developing your entire career and your company around what you see, mm-hmm. the vision that you see. And I just want to applaud you for that because many people, 
are still stuck in this, well, if I could, I wonder what that would look like. And so to take it from words of you, right, just to do this and mm-hmm. to be true to yourself, I think is the biggest message from you. And knowing that they can learn the strategies if they just continue to see the vision. Yes. And it's also important to realize that everyone has self-doubt, whether you've never started a business before or you're running a multi-million dollar company, everyone doubts themselves and you just have to go out there and do it. But there's that saying, right? Like fake it till you make it. Um, Just do it and you'll learn along the way. And that is so true. (laughs) And so many of us as leadership coaches say, you know, people come to us for coaching and and say all the time, I don't know what that would look like. And that is scary. And I think the thing is, even though we look at other people, right, this comparison uh, law of not looking at other people to say, well, your life looks perfect and I could never accomplish that. It's how does it look for you? And that's the takeaway here is, how do you want your life to, to look and how do you want to live your life? The hours that you have every day, we all have the same. We all have 24 hours in a day. Now we could have mm-hmm. different resources, but I think putting ourselves in environments, like you said, with the people that are going to surround us and give us the energy to know what we're doing is going to be impactful. And for you, it's been really getting a balance for knowing you're a mother and you really want to be a great mother and you want to have the vision of what you see as a balance. And so I think for many people that are saying, you know, could I, can I, will I, should I, uh, mm-hmm. the answers are all within you. So you just have to start deciding, you know, what's really important for you in your happiness in the rest of your life. And so I want to talk to you a little bit if, if we can go back and just Think about your parents, the people that, you know, influenced you from the beginning and, um, you know, what that relationship has been like now that you have made these changes, you know, to do the things that were important to you, that you valued, because you've become a much happier person on the inside and out. Uh, So how did that look for, because this is really important for a lot of people, they see that, you know, your families have said, you're going to go to college, you're going to get married, you're going to have the minivan with two kids, and you're going to have the success, right? And so tell me about the the attitudes um, um, of the environment as you started to to make these changes. Um, I think at first, I was very upset with my family because I felt like they took my husband's side. You know, he was the star son-in-law, the doctor, like the one that they could sh- like show off to all their friends because he can do their Botox. <laughs> um, and so they, my mother actually told me that, you know, women are supposed to suffer. That's what we do in life. And you just need to like suck it up and take it for the kids. Mm. And I could not agree with that. Mm. I, um, I felt like her mentality was very old school and... I didn't want to do what she felt was right, I guess. Like, I wanted to live my own life. And so when I separated from from my husband, um, she was not supportive. Uh, she was completely, like, in love with him, couldn't see any faults with him. And I think, like, through our divorce process, she started seeing 
the side that I would see, mm-hmm. right? Not not the side during Christmas dinner. Um, and now I think, you know, my parents are, they kind of just let me do what I want to do. There's no family pressures anymore. They're not asking me when I'm going to have a kid or anything like that. And I, I think our relationship has improved and they've seen that there isn't just one way to do something. Mm-hmm. And gosh, that's a huge lesson because so many times, you know, it, we have listeners from all age groups, so multi-generations. And I think what's really important here is understanding at any time in your life, you can make these decisions and um, getting it out on the table, I think, with the people that are yeah. closest to you to help them understand, you know, to see what you see. And then they can come mm-hmm. along on that journey. And and it's, I'm sure, very, very difficult in those times in the middle of the chaos, right? <laughs> Thinking, mm-hmm. how am I going to have support for people that don't see things the way I do? And so uh, yeah. I really applaud you. You're such a strong woman that has so much to teach and share. And uh, and so kudos to you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is. I think... I think people sometimes don't realize how much power they have in making a difference in their own life. Like um, what I always tell people is that you're always one decision from making a huge difference in your life. Mm -hmm. If you're not happy with where you are, you're the only one that's putting yourself there. Make a decision to change that. For me, booking a flight to Thailand changed my life. For me, filing my divorce changed my life. For me, turning down my firm offer. You can always make a difference no matter what your situation is. Mm. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Catherine, you have just dropped so much wisdom today. (laughs) I love you. I can't believe this is the first time we've actually talked live and I feel like I could just uh, snuggle up to you in Thailand and grab a blanket and talk for hours. So <laughs> I really, really appreciate you. Is there, um, how do we contact you, Catherine? I want people to be able to, to reach out to you after this podcast and, and if they have any business needs or uh, trademark needs as well, uh, how do we find you? So I'm very prevalent on social media. I have Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is American Attorney. I'm on Facebook. I have a personal account for Catherine Chang and then a business account called Attorney Cat. Make sure to get all this published on uh, on the podcast links and notes. And uh, I want to thank you so much for taking time today. I really appreciate it. I love your story. I know that you're going to empower so many people, men and women, to be able to step into their lives and say, what is my purpose And how do I take that next step to know that one decision can be that thing that changes your entire life? You're amazing, my friend. Thank you, Marlene. Thank you so much for having me.